What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. You guys were chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeet. I don't like that. No. I had to do some research really quick. I have to finish the story. All the nostalgia freaks out there are going to want the map. I'm in on this idea, but only if heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. You guys, happy one-year show anniversary. Uh, I, I looked up what gift to give, according to The Knot, which is a wedding website. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And the old-school gift is paper. No idea what that means. And the modern gift is clocks. So... I had my daughter draw you both a picture of a clock on a piece of paper, so I'm going to send it to you, uh, and just just be on the lookout for that. It's it's not a very good <laughs> clock. She's uh, she's four. She tried. She's uh, that <laughs> means it's great. I yeah, love those. It, it might. It, it might. You know what? I'm being a little hard on her. It, it actually is pretty fire, but it, it's, it's coming in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're being the dad that's like. Come on, you, you being a Fritz. I'm being a I'm being a stage. Yeah, I'm being a Fritz von Erich. Yeah, right. for real, Fritz von <laughs> Erich over here. Yeah, of, of art. <laughs> that's my that's my new destiny. Um, one year, but though. I let's let's talk about it real quick. I mean, how are mm-hmm. you guys feeling about one year doing the show? And, and I mean, let's also talk. What was your favorite moment or, or highlight from the show so far? Oh my god! Well, I was I was actually thinking about that because you know it's I've only been here. I've probably been here the, the least amount of time out of the three of us. And I it, there's always talk about oh, you. Get, at the ringer you know you're probably gonna be on a podcast at some point now like i've done a couple of podcasts here and there but like this wednesday worldwide was not anywhere in any conversation before i got here and uh 
the fact that it, it, it was barely a year in and we were already doing a bunch of dark matches. But I think because I say that, the, the moment that sticks out the most to me was uh, WrestleMania week. But when we all went to the Spotify studios and we actually potted mm. with Dave out of out of the studio, because, again, in a million years, I was not expecting that to happen. So that was that's my favorite moment right now. That's a good one. Brian? Wow, you, what you, you definitely took you took mine because I was gonna say oh, um one of one of them was uh seeing Cal um you know just light up like a Christmas tree when the word <laughs> that the great Muda was around and oh that's just, right. Yeah, yeah, you, you know he was like uh, a kid. <laughs> yeah, and just to show, you know, uh shout out to the uh, authority figure, David Shoemaker, because Facts. he's somebody who understands our love for this. Yes, right. And because he has right. the same love, and it's like we all love this together. And I remember he called me. He said, "Brian, tell Cal, Muda's here." And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, on the low, <laughs> mind you, we just got finished talking with Braun Strowman and Raquel we just got Rodriguez. Done working. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, so yeah. just that, and then the um, you know, the effort that everybody puts into this show, you know, um, while. You know, like I said, at WrestleMania week, watching Cal with his computer everywhere, watching Ben run around. And the one thing I'm grateful for is somebody who loves to take pictures of everybody. When I had moments like interviewing Natalia Nyhart, mm-hmm. Ben is right there. I'm like, oh, he got yeah. it. Like, that was a dream. So, um, so many moments, but definitely the in-person moments that week. And I can't wait to do it again soon. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I mean, those are those are two incredible ones. I, it, I'll I'll deviate from that a little bit mm-hmm. just to do something different My, um one of them for sure is so the thing that's become one of us one of the staples of our show now is the worldwide obviously cal yes, yes. and <laughs> i don't know if you remember the first one but it was during i think our first ever recording uh-huh. the first ever one we ever did and you did it organically and i remember <laughs> as i was going through the intro it like threw me off for a second where i was like what is happening and then <laughs> it's it, I remember in that moment thinking that was dope though. And then mm-hmm. it just became a thing. Like, I don't think we even talked about it. No. It was just, I, I started pointing to you and then you I, would do it. I and, think. Well, or did we Dave, talk about it? No, I think Dave said something. I, when Dave first talked about, cause I, he was the one that I, I feel like Wednesday worldwide. I first heard it from his lips and yeah. I want to say he did it, but I was thinking Titus worldwide, like, you know, that right. whole, but specifically him and Cruz and uh, was that Dana Brooke they were with? Yeah, that was, was Dana it? Brooke. Yeah, 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 now, yeah. now Ash by Elegance, or whatever. when they yep. would do mm-hmm. it at the top of the ramp. I was thinking of that, but uh, oh. I, and again, I was not, it shout anybody, again, we, we got a call this week. Anytime I hear a call and someone hits a world, I'm, I'm always evaluating it. There's like a, there's like a little scale, but. <laughs> right. How many eyes do you that, have in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that anybody takes the time to to say it, to tweet it, like I, mm. again, wasn't expecting any of this. So I I, I always appreciate it, it. Lets me know that people are listening. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That was just again an organic moment, which as people who listen to this show know, I love just you know yes. the Seth Rollins stuff. Uh, but that was incredible, and I still remember when Dave said uh, that the three of us were going to do this show, mm. and I mean. <laughs> Right. Like n- now the three of us know each other really well. But I mean, Cal, to your point, you were probably the newest one. Like you started a couple months after I did here at the ringer and we didn't really know each other all mm-hmm. that well. And now here we are a year later and we we're, you know, 
50 some episodes in a WrestleMania under our belts. Uh, and it's, it's just nuts, man. So, you know, shout out to everyone who's, who's tapped in, who's listened, who's, who's said something nice or not so nice. You know, we, we, we love it all, you know, (laughs) yeah, we, we, we prefer the nice things, but Hey, uh, you know, what is that old saying? It's like any any type of reaction. It's like the Roman Reigns thing, right? Any type of reaction, you know, we'll take, but one year guys, Real quick, I want to just give a shout out to uh, Luis Mendoza. I hope I said his last name right. Because he mm-hmm. pointed out that we have been featured on 83 Weeks. And mm-hmm. he's That's a fan right. of the show. And he That's said right. that he would love for us to... He's like, would you guys ever come to Jimmy Seafood and do a show? I'm like, I mean, maybe. Who knows what's in the works? But, uh, you know, obviously that would be incredible. Yeah, but, incredible. you know, for him taking the time out, like, said, no. He's like, man, I'm listening. And you guys are a show I listen to. And to hear, like... You know, shout out to Ben because Ben said, let's do this AI story, yes. but let's do oh it on gosh. the air. Because I mean, people, people have talked about AI, but nobody really booked a story using AI, at least publicly. And so for Ben to be innovative and ahead of the curve, you know, I just want to give you your flowers on that one. Right. I, I appreciate it. That's that's all Bischoff. Uh, and it, again, it scared the shit out of me. I've been having nightmares about it all week. I know it was like a, yeah, it was a dope eyes, moment man. first, like watch it. Eyes. But you you all saw it happen in real time like that. Yes, that was a, that was a real ass reaction because I've, I've avoided AI for like the longest time. Uh, and that was the first the, the first time I used it was for wrestling. <laughs> for a wrestling podcast, which shouts out eighty three weeks, man. Shouts out, oh, Conrad, that was, shouts out Bischoff. Yeah, that was dope to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's get let's get into the rest of the show. Happy one year, my guys, and let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm gonna read out some of the most interesting headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let it fly. First up on high spot headlines, DDP calls Cody Rhodes this generation's people's champion. Interesting terminology there used by Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, Brian, I'm curious. Is Cody this generation's people's champion? Let's just start there. Oh, a thousand percent. And I know DDP was the people's champion of WCW, but I would make an argument that uh, Cody's a bigger people's champion. And and the Mm. reason is DDP was the people's champion because... One, Sting went NWO and Goldberg was already the champ, but he didn't like he wasn't out there kissing babies and shaking hands. That's what Cody Rhodes is doing. And but Cody's also been able to come into the WWE. And in a sense, while Seth Rollins has been heel and face and a tweener and Roman Reigns has been a heel, Cody was able to just come right in and grab that spot. You could make an argument that even if John Cena was there, he still would have that spot because, you know, he's a fresh coat of paint. And when I look at everything that he's doing from giving the belt away, and Kaz said this, it's almost as if when they want to, maybe not use the words erase, but they could kind of push my guy Double H or Kogan to the side. You know, yeah. you'll have. Hogan of that era, but then you got Cody, and then eventually something we never thought we would see since a John Cena, somebody who can rival as who was more the people's champion, and I would make the argument that Cody feels more reachable, where 
John Cena and Hulk Hogan felt like larger than life superstars. Cody looks like somebody because he wears the suit. He looks like somebody that you're going to walk down the street. He's going to stop, shake your hand, tell his security guards, no, it's okay. This is a nice person. So yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, th- th- this person is just coming up to me to compliment my neck tattoo. That's he's he's got that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. Cal, I-, I wanted your thoughts on this, mm. and I agree with, with a lot of what Brian is saying. Mm-hmm. But does the I, I think there's like a, a kind of an aura around uh, Cody right now that's pretty positive, I'd say, and I think a lot of it has to do with The Rock coming back. Right. And potentially, oh, is, is Cody getting screwed out of finishing his story? You know, especially the end of, of WrestleMania 39, not finishing his story. Does Cody have this aura? Is he even talked about as a people's champion? If after his return, he comes back as number 30 in the Rumble, wins the Rumble and beats Roman. Does he still have this sense of being the people's champion right now? If he finished the story in 2023? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I th- I think. What well, because remember what happened. He can't he he went to WWE, surprise return. Shouts out to Dave for, for documenting that and everything. Then he got injured. He, I, I saw the Funko with the with the, the, the right the yeah, the right peck is all black and whatnot. The, the like, dead uh, peck. Yeah, yeah that, that's Funko, that stuff is happening. It? He was gone. He was gone until the rumble. I think like in that time, if he hadn't gone out, he would have been working towards where he've gotten now I think he would you know what I mean like he would have had to have been doing more Seth Rollins matches basically the second half of that year would have been him getting ready f- to tell the story to really start to tell the right. story but I think because he was gone like some something happened in that time that he was gone in 2022 that when he returned at the Rumble either he felt like the most important person on that roster to people or everybody kind of just realized that he is a complete package. Because I'll, I'll be damned. I, I would love to see the streams on his theme song after the Rumble. Because that's when, oh, like that was a meme. Like, it, it, and it, it felt very natural that. And I, I it just surprised me because a couple years before that, he was the AEW. He was an EVP at the yep. rival company. You know what I mean? So I, I was I'm actually surprised that it was that quick for him to now be seen as a people's champion. He's not my champion. I don't know if I don't know sure. if I necessarily agree with DDP on it because I feel like some of it, I don't want to say it feels forced, but he's very much he's making sure that, oh, are you proposing or you want me to come to your wedding? Buddy, I'm coming to your wedding. Like I I some I, some of it feels like a campaign, you know, like he's he's running for president, but I understand it because this is Dusty Rhodes' son. Like he has to be that guy. So I I get it. But that's y'all people, champion. I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to your point, Cal. Once he does win the title, does this, does the people's champion title stick around, around right. Cody? Because I, I don't, you know, again, as a wrestling, as a group of wrestling fans, we, we're a fickle bunch, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, we, we can go either way pretty quickly. Quick. And yeah, so. I do think that this statement from DDP has legs because of the fact that, you know, everyone thought Cody was going to win the title at 39. And everyone was so mad when he didn't. And I think that's helped him immensely in terms of 
the crowd not turning on him so quick because we've seen that happen over and over again, right? Like we, we talked about Roman, you know, for a while it looked like he was supposed, they, they were grooming him to be the people's champion in a way, mm-hmm. right? And that just didn't happen. Um, and I mean, I think it was Kaz who said this when The Rock came back where he's all, this has almost helped Cody, right? Because I, I yes. think we all thought, we all assumed, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to get Roman, Cody too at 40 and that's what it is and now there's this doubt creeping in all of our minds and rightfully so now that that Dwayne is back so you know I I think they've in a way in some weird roundabout way as funky as the rock coming back is now how it kind of convolutes the main title picture I don't know it's it's really helped Cody because he's he, he's in a feud with, you know, he was in a feud with Shinsuke that people were were all about. There wasn't really yes. a title involved, but, you know, that that shine around Cody hasn't gone away yet. No, and that's, that's but, tough and, to do in the, today. But but you, I think it's tough because oh my, I'm going to be sounding so old, but it's tough because people are used to getting what they want when they want. And I'm not talking about pro wrestling. I'm talking like, oh, uh, Netflix's beef drops on Friday. Mm-hmm. All I, yep. I can binge the whole show in one sitting if I want to. I don't. I could block out my calendar. Like you don't. We grew up having to wait for the next episode. We grew up having to wait a year for the Macho Man Hulk Hogan storyline to go through. Like I think if pe- that's why I said earlier, I think if people got the story completed at WrestleMania 39, I don't think we'd be talking about a people's champion. He would just be the champion and he'd be on to whatever that next chapter of the story is. But you're right. In helping... The only thing is is that it further prolongs Roman Reigns being champion. So anybody waiting for that, it's not... (laughs) He's still champion for a while. But this is... It has to teach people that building that anticipation is key to getting to that moment when they do get to the top of that mountain. Because once... Whatever arena is going to be hosting Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns is going to be pinned one, two, three, and Cody's holding up however many titles, that place, it it may go off the Richter scale at that point, but it's because it didn't happen at 39. It's because people got to spend a year and change or two years or whatever it is understanding and coding and let Cody really build up, you know, that feeling of being the people's champion. It's organic, but, you know, you got to manufacture a lot of that as well. Right. And, and Brian, do you think some of, do you think some of it too, Brian, is that with that name, I mean, he's also, again, done an incredible amount for the business as a whole, right? Yeah. Did he start WWE's probably number one rival? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. as a result, is the business as healthy as it's probably ever been, even trickling down to, you know, trickling down? I, tri- I don't mean trickling down as kind of a, a, you know, looking down on these companies, but, you know, New Japan hot as ever TNA, which we'll talk about in a bit hot as ever, you know, MLW, like people are talking about all these companies because of what Cody did. Is that part mm-hmm. of this people's champion thing? Oh, that's a great point. I think so. Tough, um, yeah. Because we couldn't, when he was at AEW, we couldn't appreciate him the same way for multiple reasons, right? One, the production. WWE took the same theme music. And made the woe a thing. Like when you go back <laughs> yeah. and watch WrestleMania 38, 
it's great to hear the noise. I was right there. I lost it. Yeah. But you don't get that. Whoa. Yeah. As you it's weird to watch. 39. It's, it's right. weird yeah. to watch. Now. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it, it's like, you know, and, and music presentation is everything. But you, you, and then you look at, like you said, more people, the all in, the first all in, people tuned in for that. Him winning the NWA World's Championship, that was a big deal because that's a name we recognize. Right. You yeah. know, no offense to Nick Aldis and everybody else who's held the title, but Cody was somebody that he betted on himself. He was learning the independent side of the business because essentially he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He had it right in the WWE. So right. all of that, because he was willing to go out, get his hands dirty, get his feet dirty, start from the ground up and work his way back up. I mean, even Northeast wrestling, wrestling Kurt Angle. Right. Matches like that. All of that built a people's champion because he showed that you can do it your way and come back and make people respect you. And as we're being older now, a lot of times during the Attitude Era, I didn't understand why Stone Cold Steve Austin gave Vince McMahon a bunch of stunners. I didn't understand <laughs> that the union was all the corporation rejects was a play on what a corporate union is. Yeah, right. yeah. So wrestling taught us that. But now, as an adult, we're learning. And so we can appreciate Cody because he's dealing, he's essentially going through what a lot of people are going through in their natural lives. Yes. He's doing that in the wrestling world. 100%. Right. 100%. Well, this this people's champion question is, is a good segue <laughs> into our, our next headline here. Because... Uh, Bailey says there's always a place in WWE for someone like Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green, not the people's champion of the NBA, uh, but this basically a headline that was gifted for me, I feel like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> two stuff. Two of your favorites. Just, uh, yeah, two of my favorites, just right in my wheelhouse. But uh, Draymond, who, by the way, Brian drafted in our real athletes in WWE draft a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. So it's feel like this is coming full circle, but Cal, <laughs> you've uh, you you've had your slew of fantastic jokes about Draymond and his uh, abil his wrestling abilities over the last couple of months, which have been uh, both hilarious and painful for me to see. But uh, let, let let's just get to it. Yeah. Should Draymond just come to the WWE or AEW? I mean, I, I know he's a TNT guy. Is I, is Draymond Green built for this? I I think because I, I I saw her comments and and she was talking about his ruthlessness and and I think if I I think I would put Draymond Green in WWE before I put in AEW I think I think there is a benefit for somebody who I don't know I don't know if his ruthlessness is coming from a sense of like a passion for being you know a player or anything like that but somebody who definitely is active like that, he may just need a proper outlet to get this stuff off. So instead of playing <laughs> basketball and then feeling like he needs to tap dance with somebody's chest when he, after he knocks him down, like he can be in an organized, <laughs> you know, situation. I mean, I, the, the, the highlight videos, it looks like he's trying to be in a Royal Rumble or something like that. Some of the ways that he's, he's hitting people and he ain't got no, it's no care for whatever happens to somebody on the ground. But, uh, no, I think if, if you could guide, like what it organized chaos. If you could organize some of that 
into maybe a professional wrestling situation, maybe something at a mania. I don't know. I think that could be beneficial. <laughs> Do you think it would be better for his reputation if he like if he doubled down on it almost by doing WWE or just professional wrestling in general? Or are people gonna say are people just gonna make fun of it more? I I it really depends on the gimmick. Like I don't know, I don't know Draymond Green to know, and again, no disrespect to anybody. I don't know if he's corny. Like I don't know what if he goes because somebody can go all in on a WWE gimmick and look like a buffoon. So, you know, sure. I think you would have sure. you would have to figure out the right way to present Draymond Green, uh bad boy NBA brawler in the WWE. I, it's not because you can't you can't do the same thing for him the way you did it for Logan Paul. So it's just really figuring out what the and maybe Bailey's got some ideas. I mean I, I that that's uh she's looking out for for one of the homies, right? So I, I would assume Bay she Area would, connection. Yeah. She would have some type of thought. But yeah, I you would just need to present it the right way. But I think it could be done. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Brian, he's one of your favorite NBA players. Mm. You, you've been very right. vocal about that. Uh <laughs> I mean what let's say he does come to WWE at some point. He shows up at a mania. Would you mm-hmm. rather see him do some in-ring stuff or cut a promo? Because I think he could do both, honestly, yeah. at, at, a, at a high level. That's the thing, right? Because, I mean, there's always the comparisons to Dennis Rodman. And oh, yeah. um, I, I'm yeah. not going to argue on who I think is the better defender. Right. But <laughs> when you think about <laughs> this and you think about putting him in professional wrestling, that adds another layer. Of right. him being like Dennis. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing we didn't hear was Dennis cut a lot of promos right. uh, in WCW. So I think you could do that. I think it would actually be hilarious because, I mean, you could really just give him and Bailey a weekly talk show I'm or saying. segment. A podcast? Yeah, like a live yes. podcast? And yeah. it would be great. And I think that's where you go with that. Um, you know, I don't necessarily see a spot for him wrestling. Um, but I think I would definitely go with him cutting the promo route. And, you know, like I said, him and Bailey teaming up, or maybe he's the person who um, comes tell Bailey, look, you know, they about to, I, I see this from out coming. They Wait. about to kick you out of damage control. <laughs> yeah. I call back up for you. So Draymond, because he's not playing, what, what's his situation right now? Currently? He just He just came back on Monday. Draymond uh, l- l- stomps. He stomps somebody else out soon. Mm-hmm. They put him. He, he's on timeout. While he's he can't do any basketball stuff, so he's got to go WWE. They have him hosting Ding Dong. He's like the guest host for Ding mm-hmm. Dong Hello <laughs> for like a month leading in. And on that Ding Dong Hello, not only is he the one smartening Bailey up on what's going on with damage control, but the breakup happens there, and mm-hmm. maybe even. Like that that SmackDown before Mania, they have one final ding dong hello, and that's where Sasha Banks makes the return. And maybe wow, they, okay. I, I mean, you I think you could do a lot if if you go the Draymond can talk, but we only want to use him as a controversial speaker. Mm, but sure. I, at some point, I think you would have to he Grayson Waller. Pat McAfee, like I, at some point, some type of five, seven minute match with him and somebody would make sense at a mania. You know what we got to do now? Get the AI cooking. <laughs> AI? Oh, oh, we're going to have, 
after the show, I'm definitely going to AI this storyline. <laughs> yes. I, I do love, though, how I was presenting Draymond as a potential future member of pro wrestling and Cal was booking him for tomorrow. <laughs> she yeah. said, book, book this man for Mania 40 in Philly. Mike which Tyson. is fantastic. I, Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson. And, but again, I saw it was on Instagram. There was a a collection of uh, some of his greatest hits, no pun intended. And uh, yeah, he looked he looked like he's trying to be on NXT next week with, with some of these shots. <laughs> Larry and people. Like, I don't know what's going on. You talk court. for Obafemi. <laughs> Obafemi can talk, though. Yeah, he might can. not need it. He, he but, can but, talk. Man, you imagine Draymond behind him just motivating him? Because that's yeah. a, uh, the, the, the two gym. huge dudes, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. The, the it Oh yeah, yeah, tapping what, him on the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. no, facts. Yeah, he yeah, could be man. the Leo Rush to to Bobby Lashley. Like you could you could really turn that into a a, a decent little program. It, again, I'm I don't know. If, I've never seen Draymond cut a promo. If he can cut a promo, then I'd like to see them use that. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I know cutting a wrestling promo is a different skill. I just know Draymond can talk. Right, can talk. <laughs> that, that's that skill <laughs> is given, and I mean he could go. I think he'd be a fantastic heel heel manager. You know what I mean? At the right. very least. But also, I mean, to this point of helping out Bailey and just kind of giving her the heads up about damage control. I mean, just imagine that. And this is a self, this is selfish booking right here. I'm just going to be, be completely <laughs> honest. Give, give me Bailey, give me Draymond Green, and give me George Kittle. Just a Bay Area focused athlete uh, faction in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just trolling Eagles fans? Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh my lord! I, I, you might have to stop I'm, me from jumping the barricade. I love the sound of that. Join this faction. Yeah, it's they can uh, make it work. Yeah. Bailey and 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 Kittle are already tight. She's already always at Niners games. Uh, you know, chopping it up and. She maybe she may be working on this. She's about to lose her squad anyway. I know. Maybe this is already happening. Yeah. Daniel Mercedes uh, will, will join too. You know, so new friends. We're all about it. Draymond, you're always welcome uh, on this oh, side. I know everyone Snoop. was cut. We're, yeah, oh, and Snoop. I know Draymond, I know everyone's cutting these these highlight videos of you, you know, doing stuff and it's it's supposed to paint you in a negative light. For me, it's just it's just I'm always trying to cross these two worlds. So this right. is yeah. just this is this is me in a candy store right now. Uh, so come on over, Draymond. You're you're always welcome here. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Nick Nemeth's debut at TNA Hard to Kill hits 1 million views on YouTube. So when I saw this, and it was obviously saw Nick Nemeth's debut at TNA, or at, at Hard to Kill, I should say. And he also says in this, uh, in a couple of interviews, he said that he's going to be jumping around. Yeah. Now, Cal, I'm interested to, to kind of pick your brain on this first. Mm -hmm. How interested are you in Nick Nemeth's kind of indie run that he's about to go on? Because he he's everywhere right now. We've seen him on New Japan. We've seen him on TNA. He's about to uh, have a match uh, in a couple weeks uh, against Matt Cardona. He, yeah. He's doing it all. So are, are you in on the Nick Nemeth run here? It's funny. I I feel like the first plays, the first ad I saw, was it a, I don't know if it was AAA. I think it was a, a show in Puerto Rico. It may have been the first thing I saw before anything. And then... Uh, when he showed up at Wrestle Kingdom, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it, but it made a lot of sense because that's what I was thinking. I, I, I when I saw him have a a Puerto Rico booking, I said, "Oh, he's about he's he's about to start working." 
And he, there was an interview that he did. I, I don't know if it's the same interview, but I was reading something the other day where he was talking about sit he, for like it seems like the last six months of his WWE contract, he was kind of planning on what's going on right now, right? Primarily because I I don't remember how old he is right now off the top of my head, but he can still go. Like he he, he yeah. it's it's yeah, easy yeah. to see him going places, but. I think because he's he said he's always been in tip-top shape and he's always just kind of been like, yeah, I'm ready whenever you need me. If you need me for a two-minute match or a two-month you know, program with an Intercontinental title, I can do that. He's. It, I almost kind of wish that he had done this a couple of years ago. Not saying, like, he could have been an AEW champion at this point if you really wanted to, but I, I think now people are going to see because again if you saw what he did at wrestle kingdom he's already set up for you know at the very least a, a interesting match with dave dave finley it probably make dave finley like a million bucks but when he went to tna with that shot of him in the crowd when they're screaming tna he's like ripping at his shirt and whatnot yep. like it yep. felt like i don't want to say missed opportunity felt like he should have been there felt like Maybe it, he's what Impact could have used a couple of years ago, but you know, in hindsight's always twenty twenty. I I'm very interested in seeing him go on the award tour that Mercedes Monet was trying to go on this time yeah. last year. Um, is it assuming that he's going to be you know good to go and able to to stay wrestling without any issues? This is this could be a, a really interesting run. You know, a, a, a late career. You know, you know, really shining moment for him because at some point. He can knock on AEW door. Like I, I don't think that's an, an, an out of the question at all. But he's got. He wants to get this. This. Uh. The, the, he wants. He wants to get his shit off in some of these <laughs> these companies and wrestle these people that are out there right now. So I'm. I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for it. I am too. I've always been a bigger Nick Nemeth guy than I think most, or Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call him. But yeah. Brian, put. I want you to kind of put your prognostication hat on real quick. I just want to use that big word uh, to start (laughs) off the day. Uh, Do you think this run will make WWE regret that they released him? Not at all. Really? I think Cal says something key. If he would have did this sooner. Mm. And the reason why I say not at all because there's a new group of talent plus the NIL kids um, mm-hmm. and I say that as a term of endearment, they, you know, who are hungry. And if you look at what they're doing, they're, they're super hungry. If you look at when Cody left and Matt Cardona left, you're talking the mid 2010s. And there was a element of pro wrestling missing from the WWE. Mm-hmm. And that element that fans were looking for, they were able to get it from recognizable names such as Cody and Matt Cardona. Even Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Now, if Ziggler would have left then and Nick Nemeth would have became a thing, you could almost make the argument that his name would have been bigger than Cardona's just yeah. because yeah. he was That's already more accomplished. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think he'll, ha- he'll be successful and he'll bring views and eyeballs to other companies. But I also just feel that I don't think the WWE is going to regret it. I don't think they necessarily regret it letting Cody go. Even mm. when they, you know, boy, like Vince McMahon said to Cody, this is what we're buying, the American Nightmare. If Cody would have said, no, I'm sticking with AEW, 
they would have been fine. They would have been on to the next. But like said earlier, they got lightning in a bottle, plus losing, he became the people's champion. I don't yeah. think Nick Nemeth has that same trajectory just yet. I just yeah. don't see it. I just think maybe at this point, you know, the way AEW is, it's like we kind of, you know, it's a little bit of sour grapes there because we see so much discord over there. It was in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Um, and then I think with TNA, he adds a boost. If anything, he can make them competitive for that number two spot. But I don't think WWE regret letting him go. I, I was wondering for, for both of you, what was it about Nick Nemeth or Dolph Ziggler that just kind of petered out in, in WWE? Because obviously, you know, he had one of the greatest, if not the one of the greatest, I should say, Money mm-hmm. in the Bank cash-ins, right? That we still kind of talk about today. And after that, you know, he, he had that little tag team run with uh, with Drew when Drew first came back. But yeah. he just kind of became a guy kind of lost in the shuffle. But Cal, you, I mean, you said it earlier, he could still go um, He could, in, in multiple aspects, right? He could still go in the ring. Not a bad promo, uh, but there was just something that never quite stuck with people. And I'm just, again, I've always been a, a much bigger fan probably than most people was it to you guys that like that never actually made him connect with the broader audience I felt I, it, 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 I don't know if it I don't even I don't know if it's like an it factor because there's definitely something about Adolf Ziggler Nick Nemeth but he just ne- like he always felt like a very I feel so disrespectful like a very <laughs> athletic Shawn Michaels like I mm. when I was wa- my my greatest memories of watching Dolph Ziggler just like shouts out to uh, rest in peace Brody Lee when like uh the Usos and uh and Brody and and them they would they were opening every pay-per-view yeah. years before that it would be a lot of Dolph and Cody like they I'll forget if it was the IC or the US title but it was consistently they would have these bangers at the top of the show and I I remember the you could you would do like hit him with a with a super kick and he'll do like double backflip sells like he he his selling was impeccable and I think maybe he probably overemphasized how well he could sell because at a certain point I would just look for the match to see how impressive he could sell whatever how dead he could look in the middle of the ring and <laughs> yeah. I, I you know at a certain point when you see that a lot it kind of turns into you're going to get a great match out of him. And may it's like when WWE may have looked at a Shelton Benjamin, like everybody's going to remember that match with him and Shawn Michaels on Raw. But at a certain point, the WWE didn't seem to look at him as like anything more right. than a very talented performer to help get the next batch over. Now, I just, he's 43 as well. I, I don't know how much that's going to come into play. I think this, what he does from now until like, SummerSlam time is going to be very vital. Where, how he's going to be moving around Mania, if he ends up somewhere, because I think this TNA thing feels like it's going to be for a little bit. That, that again, a million views on on YouTube for you know, I don't know the last time a TNA clip you know went that viral that quickly. I he may be there for a little bit, but yeah, it'll, it'll really six seven months where he's at at the end of that time. You can really tell uh, how far he's going to be going as as a performer at this point in his right. career. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Well, 
you guys, it's uh, it is our one year, and uh, we we have to take a quick break here because we we got to gear up for our special guests because Ready. you see the Blazers on, and uh, we we got to make sure that we're in tip top shape uh, for our next two one year anniversary guests. So here we go. We're gonna take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And we are back. And it is now time to welcome our special guests for a one-year anniversary here on Wednesday Worldwide. And it's a party over here for our one-year celebration. So one guest simply, uh, it, it wasn't enough. So we got two. Between them, they have won multiple championships in WWE on Friday, February 2nd. Their new reality show, Love and WWE, premieres on Hulu. Bianca Belair and Montez Ford, welcome to Wednesday Worldwide. Thank you so much for joining us. How are both of you doing today? We are good. We're good. How are you? We're good. Tez, thank you so much for joining us with the Blazers here uh, for for everyone with the video. We, you know, when anytime there's a celebration of something of any kind, you have to bring the Blazers out. That's right. So appreciate that. Thank That's you. right. No, I, I, and just to take people behind the scenes a little bit, he wasn't wearing one when we first got on, and he saw we were, and he said, "One second. So he's a he's a man of the people, Montez Ford. True, true friend yeah. of the pod. True friend. Of the pod. <laughs> you have to always read the room. You have to found always out. Yeah, found out was one year anniversary, and uh. Because he was going to put the blazer on initially. I, I, I was, was like, babe, maybe it's too much. You know, we do it too much. And he I got was. on. And I saw y'all with the blazer. I'm like, oh, he was? He, he, no, he's not doing enough. Because I wear a blazer to Walmart. I wear a blazer to Walmart. I wear oh, okay. a blazer no word. Chick-fil-A, I w- okay? Well, actually, before we get into anything, because I have one question, one question. A couple of years ago, I interviewed Bobby Lashley back, back during the Hurt Business days. And I asked him if he had a suit guide. He told me that he took he took Cedric, he took Shelton, he took MVP out to his suit guy, Ted's, I believe, in Denver. So I wanted to know, have you been the Bobby Lashley suit guy yet? Or do you have your own suit person, I imagine, but have you been to his guy yet? So I, I have my guy, like you said, but I also have been to his suit okay. guy. And his suit guy is fantastic. Everything you've heard, the hype is real. Yeah. Trust me. 
infinite amounts of stuff. I think I'm oh. going to actually see him tomorrow. In, uh, no, it's not, not tomorrow. I'm actually going to see him this week uh, in Atlanta for SmackDown because he's bringing more pieces. Uh, oh, that's what's up. Yeah. You, but you know what's crazy about this guy? This guy has been in suits since he was like yeah, five. five. Like it's pictures of him in suits. He grew up in the church. His mommy's always committed. <laughs> At one point, he was going to be a pastor. Like, did you always have the he's hat? Been in suits. He you said the back hat back in the day. Did you have the hat? So, uh, no, I didn't have the hat though. No, I, didn't <laughs> have hat. I always wanted to show this. Got you, you know got saying? you. Uh, but uh, yeah, ever since I was Jay High, I've always been in a suit. Mama kept us in a suit. Like even now, like I'm always trying to find an excuse to like wear a suit because I have like so many. And loafers. Yeah, and loafers. On our honeymoon, he wore loafers to the beach. And, uh, oh. Yeah. On the beach and loafers. But I was the freshest one out <laughs> nice. there. Naturally. Of course. You grew up in church. So you know? was you a drummer, guitarist, or was you an usher, or were you on the choir? So I did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the choir, obviously, but I also played an instrument. You probably already know what that is. Yes. He plays the piano. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I said. You already, mm-hmm. already know. It's like, and, I like a secret. And you was the preacher. You used to preach. Oh, yes, I did. I did. They I did. were grooming so him. They were, they, that makes sense. says that they were truly grooming me to be like bigger than TDJ at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then I just. Obviously, I went to the military and did uh, WWE, but uh, but yeah, I still have like a lot of that stuff in the background. Even to this day, my family says, you know, when wrestling gets finished, you're probably going to pull like a mace and go <laughs> past it. <laughs> I love it. That's- I'll be the first lady. <laughs> no, there you go. It. There we go. Um, as, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, today's our one-year anniversary episode, and, and we wanted to kick things off here with a little little two part uh, one year themed question for for both of you. Uh, when you look back over the last year, so, so to January of last year, so twenty twenty three, until right now, what's been the accomplishment that you know you're you're most proud of? And then looking ahead to next year, January of twenty twenty five, what is it that you will that you hope that you will have accomplished uh, by that time? Well, it's kind of hard to ask this one. Who's done it all? Uh, <laughs> I think the next thing for you is go to the moon with Elon Musk. <laughs> we get you on that wait list, I think. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I heard that wait list is long. A wait list that I won't be on. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, I would say for me, um, of 2023, it's hard for me to pick one. Um, you can go multiple. Wrestling wise, of course, you know, going three peat at WrestleMania. Yep. Um, and becoming the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion of all time, which now we all know that title can never be taken away from me. Excellent. So I'll go down in history as as that. And um, and then doing uh this reality show with with my husband, you know, going out of my comfort zone. I always was the person that said I would never do reality <laughs> TV, and I learned to never. never. So um, just going outside of my comfort zone and, and going through that, that experience with my husband. Yeah. 2023 was a good year. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I say for me, I'll say everything is always spiritual with me. So I'll say like reaching like newer, like spiritual heights when it comes to like my personal life sure. and WWE and just handling like all situations in the best way possible and making the best way of it. And just being more appreciative of like the stuff that's happening. Because in our industry, so many things happen so fast. Like, you know, and this is not to try to sound egotistical or nothing like that. But 
you got WWE, you got us aligning with Bobby, you got uh, this new TV show that just filmed my wife that we never even planned to even do from day one. Um, you have all these other things that's happening with, you know, our family, the advancement with them. And it's just seeing the more spiritual growth and everything and like realizing it and then not just being content with it, but just always looking for ways of how to improve it. Uh, also, like, you know, I did a fitness competition this year and like just exploring more elements within myself and mine and just growing. Everywhere. Yeah. Right. And then 2025. And then for this year, yeah. I would say definitely winning the tag. I'm sorry, this year I would say definitely winning the undefeated tag team championships. My brother, I feel like we've done everything under the sun. I feel like that's the last thing we need to do to like, you know, at least make Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tess, I'm actually glad you mentioned the uh, the bodybuilding competition back when with the the last time the three of us, I mean, and me, Ben, and Brian were together. We were around Bianca. Bianca was talking about when she was able to compete. In, in, in bodybuilding competitions while being an active champion and, and, and the differences in the training and, you know, day-to-day with that. So I was wondering for you, can you talk about that experience for you, what it was like being a pro wrestler and then having to go to your first competition and then and then winning that thing first place? Talk about that. I, I will say uh, it is challenging. And, like, I will say um, I'm, I'm glad I did it because for a while I've always been a fan of the sport. I love Sergey Bray ever since I was a kid. Like, he was my favorite, like, bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And, like, just idolizing, like, his body type and the, the way he was shaped and everything. But also in the switch, though, like, it was kind of, like, overtaking me. Like, I was always making sure, like, if my body didn't look like his, I didn't have the perfect body type. It kind of formed, like, a little bit of body dysmorphia because everything I was doing just wasn't the way it looked like for him. But I realized like eternally that's something I have to fix. And also like the bodybuilding competition kind of helped me stay in line when it comes to like staying in shape for wrestling. Because like you said, like we're traveling all the time at the SmackDown. The only options is like Taco Bell and McDonald's and some gas station beef jerky. So <laughs> it kind of helped me stay in line with staying in shape with the two and a half million people that see us every single week and also gave me appreciation of what my wife went through uh, as she was going through it. Because when she was going through it, you know, there was a couple of things I was watching like, okay, it's, maybe it's not that bad. But actually, when you really walk through it, it's like, okay, that's some, excuse my language, for some rough ass shit. But he did everything that he was supposed to do. Like, I was a witness to it. He... He weighed all his, like, he completely stayed true to his diet. He did every minute of cardio. So, like, even being on the road and we're driving and getting to the hotel at 2 o'clock in the morning, like, he's doing his, he's doing his cardio. Uh, they, went on, they went on a UK tour during his competition. And I remember coming back and everybody was like, man, we, we, got, we got back to the hotel. Everybody else was in catering, like, at the hotel eating and he was in the gym doing his cardio. So, he, like. He stuck to it. Yeah. And it's, it's it's a thing, too, like with like, like I said, just more spiritual growth and everything and just challenging myself in different aspects in life and like going through stuff like that. So, like, you know, next time I do it, it won't be as difficult. Like, sure. I know, like the little tricks and stuff to like, you know, stay in line. And also, like this experience can help me to help other guys who went through the same thing or is trying to make that same transition. So, uh, yeah, but it will, like when cardio was getting up to like an hour, <laughs> oh gosh, and like it, you start figuring out when you need to like do cardio because cardio is so much time. Right. It's like you 
have to do that hour. So it was like I was knocking that out like early in the morning, like sometimes. Sometimes it'd be like five, six o'clock in the morning and just getting that over with because hard work and dedication <laughs> though. Yeah. So when it comes to those competitions, for both of y'all are fairly new, how does that compare to preparing for that as compared to the reality TV show? I would say I mean it's all like a learning curve. Like where it's new territory to 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 us, like the competition and the reality TV series, like you said, we're we're so used to having the camera in our face, but it's like we're used to that red button coming on and I'm Bianca Belair and he's Montez Ford and we're in a wrestling ring. But all of a sudden these cameras are in our house and it's like, oh, I can't use the bathroom. How do I talk? What do I do? <laughs> just be yourself. I'm like, okay. It, it's just, it's new, but it's also like nonstop. You know, when we were filming the reality series, it was from... It was the road to WrestleMania from January all the way into maybe like Mayish, Juneish a little bit. Every single day, no days off, and that's kind of how they train for the competition. There's no days off. You're waking up early in the morning. Um, you know, from you're going from seven a.m. to to ten o'clock at night, which is like with the reality series, the same as like training for the competition. You're waking up doing your cardio. You're going to the wrestling events. You're doing your, your workouts afterwards. So. It's just nonstop. It's exhausting. Um, but at the end, it's, you know, it's a big reward at the end. And so for the fitness competition, the reward is getting first place. And for the reality series, it's now it's finally coming out February 2nd on Hulu. So, <laughs> Which I cried after the fitness comes. I ain't going to lie. I took a bite of some bread and donuts afterwards. Oh, God. It was, is that, is that, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cry on the dog on show. Was that captured on camera, too? Right, your right. first carbs after? I think so. I think, I think my mom has it. My buddy Zach has it. Okay. But yeah, it was. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to to the ring for a second, uh, Bianca. You know, Charlotte um, had had knee surgery. You know, about two weeks ago to kind of repair the damage there, mm-hmm. and um, obviously, you know, a huge bummer to to lose her for such a long period of time. You know, at, at any point, but especially during during WrestleMania season, and you know, we, we were hoping to see. A poster with with Bel Air versus Flair for Philly. You know what I mean. And 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 you mentioned last month that uh, you know she's on your your list of dream matches at, at some point, and and we know she's on her road to recovery. But ha- have you gotten a chance to to talk with her at all and check in and catch up? And and if so, how how have those conversations gone? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've definitely I've talked to her a few times. But yeah, I just talked to her on Saturday. Um, just checking in with her and. You know, the whole SmackDown roster, we miss her so much. She's going to be just, who having her go down was just like right before WrestleMania too. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't really want to speak for her and for her sure. journey, but, you know, always checking in with her and making sure that she's doing good. Just can't wait for her to come back. And like you said, she's one of my dream opponents, especially for WrestleMania. Um, you know, I'm just hoping one day we still get that match. And I think that that's a huge match that can happen with or without a title. Um, of course, I would love to, you know, go after a title with Charlotte Flair, but I also feel like that match could be so big that we wouldn't need a title. Right. And, you know, I think our women's roster has evolved so much, has so much talent that we can have a WrestleMania match for women that isn't a title match. Right. You know, yep. um, because that's how big that match can be. And that doesn't really happen at WrestleMania for women. It's usually always like a title match that happens. But, you know, our roster is so strong that. You know, having, I think, Belair versus Flair can stand on its own, even without a title, and be an amazing match. So I'm hoping that that can still happen in the future um, with or without a title at WrestleMania. So um, I just know that Charlotte Flair, she is one of the hardest workers 
uh, in this business and loves, loves wrestling. Um, and for that, you have to appreciate her for that. And, um, knowing how hardworking she is, I just know that this recovery, she's going to come back as fast as she can. I already know, I already know that about her. Like she's going to really put her mind to this recovery and beast it. So I'm excited for her comeback. She'll be back before Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I prefer to see that. Honestly. Oh man. Oh man. Tess, what's this journey been like for you and doc so far teaming up with Bobby? Uh, you know, he's obviously accomplished a lot in his career. So have you guys. And for now, you guys to be aligned with him in this feud with the Final Testament. What's been the biggest lesson or biggest takeaway that you've absorbed from Bobby Lashley? Man, so this, honestly, like, he's probably going to kill me for saying this, but I've been watching Bobby ever since I was, like, in middle school, high school. So, like, for me to, like, now be aligned with him, every day is still like, Jesus Christ, this is wild, man. <laughs> and then, like, I have to always, like, I'm always double-dutching in between like reality and handling the task at hand, which is the stuff that we have to do. And like this stuff with, uh, with pretty much AOP and cross pretty much reforming is kind of like shift our focus. You know, like we've made this transition from being the, you know, the lovable street prophets that's always love having a good time. And for a very long time, like having that mentality kind of just had us stagnant. It's like, Granted, the fans were happy, which we were happy about, but like we felt like we didn't have anything for them to cheer for. You know, like it's very hard to get behind, you know, a team or a franchise when like constantly they let you down. But you have those loyal fans like the Cleveland Browns and a whole lot of other sports uh-huh. franchises. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Bears. Uh, so, but you know, uh, but it's just for a while, like that mentality, we just felt like it just wasn't necessarily getting us to that next level. So by us being tested right now with these individuals, these monsters, these guys that have something to prove, we're kind of like meeting each other in like the same arc. So I think it's very interesting, but getting all this motivation from Bobby has even echeloned my mind to think on more high levels. And he's taught me so much like just in this process. And the good thing is you always say like, we, we're literally just getting started. Right. Liddy hadn't even started running with this thing yet. And I think that's the exciting part, but it's good that we have a starting point now with these individuals. And, you know, it's good. They came back, they've been gone for almost four years and, you know, they took their time on the other side to see how the grass was, but you know, it's, 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 it's business time now. You know, and if you're coming back to the WWE and you have to talk to us or you have to meet with us, you just know, like, in this new mentality and frame of mind that we're in, fortunately, you just, you're just in the way at this point. Right. So, so speaking of things that, that Bobby has taught you, has he taught you about his love for cookies yet? Because uh, I remember during SummerSlam 22, he, had a, he did an interview with one of our colleagues, David Shoemaker, and <laughs> afterward... He and I engaged in, in what was, I can only describe as an intense five-minute conversation about crumble cookies uh, and how much he enjoyed them, uh, which, which led to me showing him how to use the app to order ahead uh, and then earn points for like free cookies. Uh, is, he, is he still into cookies like that? And, and are you and Doc's like right there with him or has he kind of deviated from that? You know, I'm I'm so glad I'm hearing about this because maybe this is the secret recipe for him being built like a damn tank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm always trying to figure out, like, literally, we're, we're in catering with him, we're sitting out watching, and we're traveling and stuff, and we're watching what Bobby eats. I'm like, what? 
I'm like, this don't make no sense. And then now I'm like, what is this secret formula? Because we all eat it. It's what, I'm, it's what it is. It's the damn cookies now. Because <laughs> I've never seen him eat the cookies around us. Oh, okay. Like, he's very like, he's very diligent vil- when he's like around sure. us when it comes of course. to like, you know, making sure we on our tabs and stuff for dyes. I remember Docs tried to get like a piece of red velvet cake a couple of weeks ago and he, he got on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't get that damn <laughs> so, You know, so that's why I'm like, okay, so maybe this is the secret recipe. So I'll definitely address it to him. I'll see him Thursday. You know, hey, you know, is this the secret recipe to being built like a tank, right. freight train? You know, maybe that's what it is. That's- you know, so I'll definitely bring it up to him because he haven't had no cookies around. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, if he gets mad that I unveiled that, just let me know and I'll hide from him for the rest of my life. You know what? I'm not even going to say his name, man. You know? You say it's anonymous. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Bobby appreciate Bill, you. you know, stuff. Little birdie told us. Now, I was wondering, I mean, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, business. Things haven't even started yet. And getting back to uh, loving the WWE, you guys are a couple of weeks from uh, not just having SmackDown on Friday nights, but having a whole reality series to also contend with as well, battling yourselves. But I was wondering... uh, you guys are very active. I love seeing, you know, when you when you allow us into your lives on Instagram and be able to share any, uh, was it Christmas or New Year's? There was some celebration everybody had on a church. Everybody was matched up. I think it was New Year's. But uh, it, I'm wondering, what's it going to be like on the night when the show is on? You Are you two going to be trying to huddle somewhere, watch? Are you going to be tweeting live or, or on Instagram showing? Like, what's going to be happening live as the show premieres? Well, I think it's on, it's on it's Friday. It's on Friday, so... so. It's gonna be we're gonna be at SmackDown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know because we're gonna be at SmackDown, so we're gonna be busy with that, I guess. But as soon as we get back to the hotel room, I think it's just gonna be just the two of us watching. I watched it for the first time. I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna ask. So you guys haven't seen anything? We've seen some, like little pieces, but not like the full yeah. form. So we'll be watching it along with everyone else. But I think just uh, the two of us for the first night. Um, together watching it when it comes out because I feel like, you know, we decided we were going to do this and we were, we were going to do it together and, and, and use this experience to to make us stronger and, and know that um, you know, now we're just opening ourselves to, to the world. We're pulling the curtain back a little bit. Right. Just yeah. a little bit. Mm. Just a little, a little bit. bit for the just personal life, but you know, opening, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but at the end of the day, uh, the only opinion that that matters in our marriage is our opinion, opinion, the only opinion that defines us is our opinion. So we're going to watch it together. And, um, (laughs) 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 we're going to watch it together and, uh, maybe, you know, drink some wine while my, I'm sweating. Some crumble cookies or something. Yeah. (laughs) Some crumble cookies. Yeah. But yeah, we're, um, yeah, we're going to just probably watch it together that first night. And then just have our parents call in Texas a thousand times while they're watching it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know. But yeah, we're excited though. It's it's kind of surreal because like obviously when we first start uh talking, engaging, and uh, you know, I was getting my my smooth on. Um, yeah, like this was never the plan. You know, this was never the plan to actually go and have a, a reality show or to do all these other things together. The plan was always, hey, it's just you and me, no matter what. And, you know, this is what it turned out to be. So I think we're blessed and fortunate that it's happening. And I think everybody will see like a different side and just see like us, like just being normal, you know, everything outside of wrestling, you know, seeing us go through like similar things because granted, like we're wrestling in WWE, but 
you know, we still go through the same human struggles and everything else. Because if anybody else was in our shoes, they would pretty much be going through the exact same thing if they were in the yeah. same situation. So we just want to make sure it was like we were very, very adamant on just like making it real and genuine and yeah. not coming home. And like one thing we didn't want was the red light to come on at our house. And now we're like performative and right. as if we're like in the ring. Right. Yeah. We're home. I'm a little bit more laid back and even keel, like, you know, at Yeah, home. me too. No, not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you get the ring, it's like 24-7, 7 o'clock in the morning singing. Me, I'm more like, eh. so we want to be real, genuine, um, just positive. Um, you know, it was road to WrestleMania, so definitely a stressful right. time. But, you know, we're just, we're excited about it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It'd be some fun. Yeah. It'd be some fun. <laughs> It'd be some fun. It'd be some fun. Does everybody... Does everybody look forward to this? Is there anybody in any of your colleagues that while y'all were filming this, you wanted them to be a part of the series? It was making a cameo or have a huge part. Well, we'll say we have some cameos on there. Yeah, we actually we, have, we a have a whole lot. Cameos. We have a whole lot more cameos should, than we thought. Okay. Yeah, should we let them watch? You have to watch the part. <laughs> oh, out. okay. Yeah. That's a good tease. We have about, let's mm-hmm. see. We have a lot of cameos. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Mm, it's a lot of cameos. Outside of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, like inside, inside of wrestling. Oh, inside of wrestling. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot of cameos. Yeah. But there's a few superstars outside of wrestling okay. that show up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crossover. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, a very grand marshal uncle that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so. But I mean, yeah. if, and of course, um, Dawkins is on it a lot. Nice. Uh, <laughs> is is it just a lot of him talking about the Bengals and the Lakers? Is that just what you know? What we we don't, uh, you know, his natural allegiance to losers. Uh, <laughs> I love it. You know, we're still, we got the work on. <laughs> oh man, oh, man, Bianca, I uh, read that you're a big Power fan of the Power Universe. Yes. All yeah. right, I gotta ask you yep. this question because both of us. Oh, bo- all right, both perfect. Because now great. I got him in on it. Oh yeah. So my favorite show. I gotta ask y'all: Team Angela or Team Tasha? Oh wow. You know what? Somebody asked me this. I did a D a DM ask me a question. Somebody asked me this, and I chose to not answer this question. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to answer that. It's a lose lose situation. My answer. I mean, you know what? I think you know why? You, you, you know. You know what? He was married to Tasha, so that's his wife. Mm-hmm. But Tasha influence. But Angela was better for him because <laughs> he when he when he tried to get away from the game, he literally told Tasha, "I'm out the game." And Tasha was like, "What you mean you out the game? This is who you are." She got bills. To she pay. didn't want him to yeah, change. Yeah. That's what I always. But say. it was and a then, little situation. And then you got to look at it too. Hmm. From which seed was his demise? Mm. Let's break it down here now. Man. About that, think about that. It, yeah, it was a think little about situation. that. Yes. And then when he tried think to go about that. good, Angela wasn't, you know, good for business. It just was a lose lose situation. And then when Angela left, I ain't seen nobody put that much emotion in a cry <laughs> when Angela left. <laughs> but you know what? The most he, he, one of the, he was more upset about Angela leaving his own damn job. <laughs> yes. No, when he. Tasha, when uh, he told Tasha like to be respectful, I just lost love of my life. Oh yeah, and she said, yeah. 
No, that was disrespectful. It was a lose-lose situation. Great show. I just love the attention to detail mm-hmm. they put in every scene where every time, you know, Ghost was saying something, they would have those little camera scenes where they would show the emotion of, like, how people were getting upset, especially in his ultimate end of how he was, like, you know, kind of feeling himself alive. Mm-hmm. Great. Do you think he's dead? No. Ghost, no. Okay. I don't think no. so either. <laughs> but I will, after this is finished, I will send y'all this link. Somebody came up with this crazy theory and they played it out in this video and illustrated and it made so much perfect sense. I'm going to send it to y'all. Remember the one I showed you? Yeah. All right. It was great. Do you watch all the other ones too? Yeah, I haven't I'm caught up to. on Raising Canaan or um, is the best one. Or Power Force yet, but I got to. I'm waiting, but I'm going to okay. catch up on it. Yeah, we got to catch up on Force. But yeah. 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 It's good. I I, I like Kanan is the one. I I don't know if it's the '80s or whatever. The first time I watched Uh, Kanan, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is hard." But anyway, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of things that are probably going to be hard, but I don't know because I haven't heard anything yet. The other piece of news that I saw about you, Tez, is also February second. I saw that there's an album supposed to be in the midst. Uh, Someone, I I, I mean, you you always let the world know that God is good. But I want is is there any information you can share on this project at all? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, it'll be out February 2nd. Um, like I said, the one I put out like a minor project two years ago, was not happy with it only because I feel like I didn't ru- I rushed. Okay. I'm just trying to just put something out there. And I was I'm way more better than that. Like when it comes to like terms of like just taking your time with stuff. And if you if it's not ready at this time, then just wait. So that's what we did this time. Uh, crafted it. And basically, you know, it's exactly what the the title says, you know, God is good. But basically, it's also, uh, uh, I guess a little small tidbit, because I let the wife hear some of it. Uh, basically, it's about, uh, you know, because I like concept mm-hmm. albums. I've always been a huge fan of concept albums. Uh, I think the music now today is great, but uh, the concept albums, like uh, the Weekends album he put out, like just concept albums as in like, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we did with this one. And basically, it's just two guys having uh conversations that need to happen you know so that's basically what it is February 2nd right same same day as the show drops right same day as the show man same day as the show dropping it uh same day as the show very excited about it should be fun man you know you guys let me know what you think about Mm -hmm. it you know I tried to get my uh, KRS1 and Slum Village Stone's Throw on everything so Talk about Damn. it. <laughs> Talk about it. I love it. I love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. We did have a lot of fun with it in a little small concept album. And, you know, hopefully the fans enjoy and just see like a different layer of the stuff that we're doing when it comes to the show, wrestling, music, just everything. There is. Well, we'll get you out of here on this. And this is a, admittedly a kind of a selfish question on my end. So Cornell Gunter is a friend of the show here on Worldwide. I know he's a friend. Of both of you as well. Uh, I, I need some advice because I, I talked some trash to him about a year ago or so about being being able to beat him at WWE 2K. May or may, or may <laughs> not have been a call out uh, because I wanted to smoke. Obviously, no no pun intended. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I may or may not have been ducking him since then, uh, which also led to a light confrontation in the streets of LA during Mania. So, right out, right what, outside of Wale Mania. Right outside Yo. of Wale Mania, he, he was wearing a title belt. It was it was a wild scene. But nice. from what you know about his skills, uh, do I stand a chance against this dude once we have this matchup, 
or should I just issue you know, a formal apology and retract my trash talk and just take that L? So, you know what? I feel like I'm such a bad person to ask for two reasons. One, I would be biased because I've never seen you play. <laughs> that's that's fair. Play. That's fair. And um, two, I, I'm not going to knock anybody for trying. I'm really big on trying mm. and making effort. People just making the best foot forward, even if they're going to go get crushed. <laughs> the effort counts, <laughs> you know, because in life we shouldn't knock anybody for trying anything. No matter what the fault is, no matter how high the peak of valley. So I'm not going to sit up here and demotivate you going like, you don't have a chance, bro. Because that's not even the message that I preach to my people every single day. How right. do I wake up and say God is good and then I knock somebody for trying? But you, oh, but you contradict. But you wouldn't let me be on your album. Uh-oh. I, I wanted to try. <laughs> you are, you know, hold on, wait. First of all, I wanted to try first to all, You are, wait, well, I can answer the question. I did try. I can answer that question. No. You are in the album. You know why? Because everything I'm speaking from is from mm. the heart. That's oh, real. there we go. <laughs> there we go. Good save. Got, that was a uh, great save. Good save. Everyone's got to see the video for uh, for that save. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it comes across in the audio format, but that was good. That was a good one. Yeah. So, uh, but I will say, um, uh, I haven't seen, but I will say, uh, if you. For him, you just have to watch out for the reversals. He's very, very oh, good at reversals. Yeah. And I know, like, that's an Achilles heel for a lot of players that yeah. play it. But you can, like, if you can knock down a, the reversals and make sure, like, when you have your finishes, like, you're all loaded up. Yeah. He's gone. You should be good. Now, you ain't hear that for me. But <laughs> I'm, this is the insight I need because I'm at Montez some point I just gotta, I'm going to have to catch these hands from him. That's good journalism. I yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been I've been playing I've been uh, I'm the same way I've been playing this ever since I was Jay High so like yeah. we were very huge advocates of the game but I will say you know for you making the effort that's my little right. two cents you know this this is this is the motivation I needed just just get my ass kicked and then we'll uh we'll keep it moving uh, <laughs> Bianca Montez thank you both so much for uh, for joining us here on the one year anniversary episode of Wednesday Worldwide uh, before we let you go I, I wanted to throw it over to you. Let us know, you know, what else you've got going on during the lead up to the Rumble and Road to WrestleMania, and of course, loving WWE on Hulu. <laughs> um, well, yeah. uh, you know what? Coming up soon is the Royal Rumble, the premium live event, which is live on Child Buchanan Field. We are returning there, and also that same weekend and that same week and the same few days will be the premiere of our reality TV show on Hulu. Loving WWE, Bianca and Montez, very excited about it, and also. That same exact day, you get my finished project, God is Good. And so you're getting the trifecta, you're getting the Holy Trinity in just such a short period of time. A lot more things that are happening, but those are the main things that we're pushing towards. We hope you guys enjoy these things of us just opening ourselves up to you guys and just giving more layers of ourselves. You guys have always had and given us huge support. So it's just good for us to give some of it back to you guys in twofold and more. God bless you guys. Happy anniversary. Thank Thanks for choosing us to be your guest here on your one year anniversary. And we hope that you all be blessed and have a prosperous, successful 2024. Hey, Amen. Jesus. That's that closing. That's past the hell. Oh, it's, it's a reason why I'm so freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That was good. Get the Incredible. collection <laughs> Just amazing. Bianca Belair, Montez Ford, you're both the best. Thank you again. We hope to talk to you again soon. See you guys, man. 
Bianca and Montez Ford. Woo, they just Dude, incredible, church. incredible people. Thank church you so for much real. for joining us. Um, we're, we we won't have what they said what this week just because it's a it's loaded episode. And you know we want to get you get you out going about your day. You know what I mean. We we, we could have done a three hour pod, but we're, we we're we're stacking up that they said what takes. We'll be back with that next week. So before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's banger of an NXT episode. A little little uh, spoiler for how we felt about it, and then we'll look at tonight's <laughs> upcoming Dynamite. Uh, we each picked the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about one more in depth. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? It was it was that opening match. It actually the opening match into the opening segment. Anything Trick Williams related, I'm I am all in on. So yeah, it was the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brian, what'd you have? Uh, man, that women's battle royal. Uh mm. just seeing because it felt like anybody could win. But yeah. you know, I gotta give Kalani Jordan her props. You know, that spot Word. out there she did when she got knocked out, and then Jada Parker, hey Miss Parker, <laughs> catching her. Love, you know, and then she getting on the table and then, you know, we can call it the Naomi spot, I guess, uh, Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, and yeah. her getting back in the ring and she was so close to winning. And I think, she, again, getting the people behind, you know, the story is in the chase. And I think whenever that time comes when she wears championship gold or wins a big tournament, the people are going to be very excited. Same. I I also had the uh, the battle royal and and the you know the subsequent fatal four way. Roxanne yeah. Perez is a more aggressive attitude though. I'm a big fan. She's you know, it's a yeah. it's a little yeah. she's evolving from you know mm-hmm. that that white me baby face type role that she was you know really leaning into, and now you know she's reminding everyone she's a badass, which is fantastic. Also, shout out to to Cora Jade. Obviously, huge bummer. Um, you know, with her injury that you know she was on a heater. Um, is probably headed towards you know a potential um, title shot as well. So you know you know speedy recovery to her. But you know you know Roxanne Perez is she's she's looking good, man. She's uh she's she's got a little different edge to her, which I'm I'm really really enjoying. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> Rob, sorry, because Ro- Roxanne is she everything that's a- about her wrestling wise. Don't even need to touch it. I mean, you could you yep. could do you can improve it, but she's there. She just needs to go to NXT and work on everything else. And and you'll see when they put her in one role, she excels in that role. And I, I think I'm, I'm with you, Ben. I like the little grit that you know she's putting yeah. on this right now. Um, I, I it makes me wonder because I mean it was literally Cora Jade and Happy Belated Birthday. She just got injured, and then they had this match. I, I was wondering where Cora Jade was supposed to be in uh in that talk. But yeah, speedy recovery to you for real. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's look at tonight's AEW Dynamite. What's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Brian, what do you got? I am all eyes open to see if they're going to pull the trigger on this match that Cal booked last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hook and Samoa Joe. What a shock it would be if Hook walked out as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, Tony might get on Twitter with some Twitter fingers right after just to just do a little trolling. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> lean into it, Tony. We're, we're kind of getting into it. Uh, Cal, what do you have? I I think I also have Samoa Joe and Hook. I I, I was not when I when I talked about it on the show. I said that that may be a little too on the nose, but the way that they did it on Dynamite, I I like the way that they kind of just had them 
face off and just, just do the match. So it'll be dope. I do not see, just like I did not see Jinder win, winning this past Monday, I don't think Hook's going to win this match. But uh, Hook Hook definitely has something to prove. I mean, that's a big monster that you're, you're going to be facing tonight. Uh, he's got to yeah. show up and show out. That's right. I also had that, but I am also looking forward to uh, Dustin Rhodes and Christian for the TNT mm-hmm. title. I see as much of a shock as it would be for Hook to win the title, if Dustin Rhodes walks out of there with the TNT title, uh, I'd be I'd be just as shocked if we're being Bro, honest. They found another father. The father was perfect. <laughs> They found somebody else for him to make Crit- one of their dead Crit- Oh, I know. Is that like? Is that just on Christian's request <laughs> that list? Is, no, <laughs> that is Christian's thing. Is is hey, dude, all right? Give me the list of people on the <laughs> roster whose parents are passed away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who has some parental okay. issues that I can expose yeah. in a promo? <laughs> Remove the people from the women's division. All right, and then and then now this is who I'm wrestling for the next two years because he has to. <laughs> for some reason, there's got to be some father issues in there. That's crazy. <laughs> the I forgot. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Damn. The most famous father of them all, though. Yeah, I wasn't all even just talking about Cody. I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> I also like how Christian tried to backtrack just a smidge and said we all we, like tried to show some respect to Dusty. Mm-hmm. I think Marvel felt bad, and he it was it was great. It was great. I'm I'm looking forward to that though. Uh, and guys, that is how you do Wednesday. One year in the book. Any thank yous you, you guys want to shout out to uh, to the people out there? Uh, gosh, I, I feel like if I'm doing thank, it's like, all right. Of course, all right. Shouts out Dave Shoemaker because uh, I think without I, again I wouldn't have even done a worldwide like that without that one conversation we had. Um, shouts out to anybody, all the early listeners, you know, shouts out to anybody who, uh, approached us at Mania 39 at the, at the ringer, uh, mixer event before Wale Mania. Um, it's, it's that type of stuff that, you know, the, 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 the we were only a couple of months in at that point. And uh, if you were listening to us bl- blather on back and forth about pro wrestling, you know, salutes to you. It's always about, and anybody who's called, anybody who continues to call the hotline, I, I'd love any, anytime you can show us that you're listening and you're rocking with us, I, those are the people I want to shout out always. Thousand percent. Brian? Yeah, shout out to everybody, um, you know, here at the ringer, you know, from the whole crew, the ones that give us the they said watch, you know, from Rosenberg, the dip, the Kaz, the shoemaker, the stack out Greg. I miss anybody, Detroit and uh Kerm for, you know, filling in sometimes if I need coverage on the other shows. And then just shout out to the the wrestling community as a whole, you know, I've been blessed to be wrestling podcaster for a little bit. And for those who have already been on the ringer um, and having the ringer wrestling show under their Spotify uh, podcast, but also continue to add Wednesday worldwide. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to everybody, um, you know, who I just podcast with on a weekly basis, you know, so, I, you know, I just want to say appreciate everybody. Yeah, man. And, and just to kind of piggyback off you guys, you know, obviously, first and foremost, huge thanks, Dave Shoemaker, uh, just kind of giving us this shot. I mean, he's, you know, we joke he's the ring of wrestling authority figure. Uh, but again, this we're, we're not wearing blazers a year <laughs> from our <laughs> first dark match uh, without him just kind of giving us a shot. And, you know, also shout out to our, our ring of wrestling show crew as well. You know, Rosenberg. Dip, uh, SGG, Kaz, uh, Troy, uh, Kerm, you know, we're, we're, it, it's, 
I love doing the show, but I also love the camaraderie and, and, and the group chats that we <laughs> yeah. uh, we engage in on on the daily, which is fantastic. But uh, and then you know, also the listeners. I mean, it, this is nuts. I want to be doing this for as long as you all will listen to us Facts. do this. But without without y'all, without you all calling in, drop hotline. Uh, takes or you know just at replies on Twitter and, and Instagram it's it's all fantastic and I also just I want to shout out to you to both of you to Cal to Brian uh, you know to start to start this uh, to to be part of this 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 crew this faction uh, this show came in at a time in in, in my life that I, I I think I needed it and to have you guys along with me on this journey has just been uh, a blessing so I just wanted to much love to both of you. And uh, oh, let's let's keep let's keep this going, brother. man. Let's keep this going. Onions in here. What's going yeah. on, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, congrats, salutes. I, I mean, I appreciate everybody, everything y'all do. Everybody who's listening to us, love it, love it. Well, yeah. Many more. Shut up. Oh, we're not real done. Quick too. Storyline tease as well for sending us shirts. Oh yes, got the storyline tease. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic stuff. Um, but yeah, we got, we got plenty more. Plenty more to go. We're just getting started. And be sure to check out our other Ring of Wrestling show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Mass Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg and Stack Guy Greg and Dip on Tuesdays and Fridays. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, you should follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on X slash Twitter. Um, at Cal Dove on Instagram, TikTok, threads. But it's not about me. Brian H. Waters, where can they find you and where can they find us? You can find me at Brian H. Waters on the same places, TikTok, threads, uh, X, and Instagram. But most importantly, Ringer of Wrestling. Check out the exclusive videos on TikTok. But also check out Threads, Instagram. We got a lot of stuff going, so we try to put out some of the videos, you know, that uh, come from the show and some of the shenanigans. So make sure y'all check that out. Ring or rest. Absolutely. You can follow me at Cruise Controls, Control with a K, Twitter, Instagram, Threads. But as the guys said, Ring of Wrestling is where it's at. Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, all there for you. Thank you very much to Bianca Belair and Montez Ford for being our esteemed guests on the one-year anniversary show here on Wednesday Worldwide. Thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode, making us sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thanks as always for the Graps Chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.